Welcome to In Season, where we explore the farms, gardens, and wild spaces of the lower Columbia Pacific region. I'm your host, Teresa Retzloff, and in the studio with me today is my lovely engineer, Joanne Rideout. Hi, Joanne. Hi, how are you? <laughs> and we are talking about wetness, yeah. wetness in the garden. I don't know if you've noticed it, but it's been raining a lot. It, it has. Is that what that is? I <laughs> was kind of wondering. raining a lot. It's funny because when you talk to people, it's like, most people will preface it like, well, it's not as bad as last year because <laughs> last year was pretty epic, but it's still been really wet. And epic it's also like, well, word. but it's not as bad as like the Midwest is having blizzards and the East Coast is having snow. So really, and you feel like, well, I can't really complain because it's so much worse other places, but it's been really wet here. It has been. And we're looking at a little bit of a break in the weather coming up, which I have to tell you, everyone is very excited about farmers, gardeners, everybody's, you know, even if you don't farm or garden, you're just excited to see a little bit of blue sky yeah and some sun again it's but lovely the, it's a spring is a tricky time of year anyway and I think that that this this break it's it, it's a good time to think about your soil and think about wet soil because one of the worst things you can do in your garden or on your farm is to work your soil when it's too wet hmm. okay so um let me ask you about because as we were talking before the show, and we've had some funny interviews about me be having a black thumb and all that. But <laughs> and I, you, know, you I, maybe it's dark brown. <laughs> maybe, okay. Might be dark brown. Maybe a little like cocoa colored. But, but seriously, but it's not so black. There's there's certainly people are inspired gardeners and are naturally talented at this. But for most of us, at least for me, I don't have the skill to look at something and tell. This may sound dumb to people, but. How much water is too much water? How much water is so? So, I mean, what is too wet? Can we talk a little bit about well, that? There's there's some really easy ways that you can tell, like, if your soil is too wet to work. And um, there's there's a feel test that you can do. Oh, and it okay. kind of depends. Um, I mean, part of it's also knowing, like, what's your base soil that you're starting with? So if you live close to the ocean, chances are you have a very sandy soil. And that's going to drain a lot faster than a heavier clay soil. Um, so you may be, if you live, you know, in, in Cannon Beach or Seaside, you know, Gearhart close to the ocean or down south in, you know, t in Tillamook County, but closer to the bay or to the ocean where you might have a, a sandier soil, you might be in pretty good shape this week to just get in there and start digging. Because if you pick up, and how you do this, dig, in your, dig a little handful of soil out of your garden and, and squeeze it. And um, drop it on the ground. And if the soil falls apart when it drops on the ground, then it's probably dry enough to work. Because oh. um, there's there's like some structure there, but it, it'll also crumble. If um, you squeeze it and you drop it on the ground and it just like stays in a big <laughs> wet ball, oh, no. it's too wet. Too and soggy. especially if when you take that, that handful of soil and you squeeze it and water comes out of it, which has happened to me, <laughs> and you stand there and just think, oh, no, it's too wet. It's too wet. If, if, if you squeeze the soil and water's coming out of it, your soil is too wet to work. And people say, well, well what's the worst thing that can happen? I really got to eat these plants in the ground this weekend. I just need to dig all this soil up and turn it under and, and, and dig in some compost and all this stuff. So it's how, how bad could it be? And the thing is, you can do a lot of damage when you work soil that's too wet. You create compaction. And compaction is when you're basically pressing the, 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 the structure, the molecules, all the little bits and pieces that make up your soil. You're compacting them and squeezing them together and creating these clumps of soil that can 
that that don't break apart easily. It's almost like a potter, you know, like working the clay and you're pushing it together, pushing it together, you're pushing all the air out. And then when it dries, what you end up seeing is you get these clumps of of soil that are like bricks. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's no, so it, the soil needs aeration? Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, it really then? needs aeration. Like, it needs to, so there needs to be air in there and it needs to not be dense. There dense. absolutely does because when plants are, okay. especially young plants, but, but any plants, when they're pushing their roots out into the soil, they've got to be able to push through the soil and find those gaps and find those air pockets and be able to, to work their way through the soil and mm-hmm. reach out and find mm-hmm. nutrients in the soil. If they're coming bang up against this incredibly compacted piece of soil, that's it's almost like a rock or a piece of concrete in the soil because you've right. overworked it, right. they can't, their, their roots just bang up against that, and they can't oh. access that, they can't push through it, and it just creates problems. Um, and I say this as someone who has done <laughs> this. I've done this so much. And like later in the summer, you're trying to break apart these rocks that you've made oh. in the spring because your soil's too wet. So you adding organic matter to your soil is a good thing to do. Adding oh. compost to your soil is okay. a really good thing to do. And what you could do if you desperately need to get outside and you do your soil test and your and your hand, you squeeze it, and it's just what it's telling you is your soil is too wet to work. Um, productive things you can do that don't involve digging in your soil are clearing it of weeds. I know nobody likes weeding necessarily, but that's a really good thing to do is pull out the weeds. It's like and haul water, chop wood, Basically, weeds. it's like do that maintenance stuff. <laughs> um, putting out compost, you know, getting, if you get bags of compost or you get a big load of compost delivered, like top dressing with a light, you know, half inch or an inch of compost and kind of get ready. Get ready for when the soil dries out and you can maybe dig that in and mix it in. Again, if you've got sandy soil and your soil's draining better, adding compost, you probably can start digging it in now. This is one of the advantages, I have to say, this time of year to having that sandy soil. Most of the time, it's not an advantage because you have to add so much organic matter to it. It just washes through the soil. And you have to water a lot more if you've got sandy soil. And and that goes back to your question earlier, Joanne, of like, how, how do you know how much water is, is too much. How, how much, much is too much or not how much is well, not enough? Well, if your plants or? start dying. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's well, a good... And so, and that, I'm the, familiar with that syndrome. But the, but the <laughs> trick is sometimes... The symptoms of a plant being underwatered and the symptoms of a plant being overwatered can look very similar, Uh-oh. like a drooping, oh, sad plant. <laughs> I know. And it's and what's interesting is that a lot of times the surface of the soil can look very dry. And this can happen in a container, too, if you have a plant, a plant in a container. And that top little bit of soil looks really dry and the plant's super droopy. And you're thinking, oh, my, it's just it's dying. It's dying. I've got to water it. So you pour on all this water. But... <laughs> But and then the plant doesn't I'm perk up again. Back. Essentially, you're drowning it. Yes, um, right. You've probably done this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's easy to do. The, a, an easy trick in a container is, especially once you first plant your plant in a container, if you can, if it's not a super large container, plant your plant, water it really well, let the water drain out, and then pick the container up and feel how heavy it is. And that's how heavy it feels when the soil's well watered. And oh, so, if you come back and you idea. before you water pick up the container oh. and if it still feels pretty darn heavy it's, it's probably okay even it's because okay. because if you know if it's a, a container that's maybe you know like a, at least two feet deep maybe more um down at the bottom there may still be a lot of moisture 
And if you even if you just dig your finger into the top inch or so, it might still be really dry. Mm, okay. But down where the roots are, it could still be really wet. And I'm doing this all the time right now in, yeah. in our propagation greenhouse where I have plants that are in, you know, little plug trays or right. plants that are in six packs or, or four inch pots. And again, they look the surface looks dry, but I just randomly go and pick some up and some of them are very light. I'm like, oh, okay, those that flat really needs some water. But over here I pick the flat up and it's like there's still weight to it. And I know that it's like even though that top surface looks dry underneath it's still wet and it's better to let it get a little bit drier and you you start to develop a feel for it Mm -hmm. and this is i see i think part of the reason i don't think you have a black thumb (laughs) i really don't think that anybody does but part of it's like i don't i was like trying to think how to say this nicely but i don't (laughs) oh go ahead (laughs) i don't think you i don't think you care enough i don't think it matters enough to you that's true because when you care about something Mm -hmm. you're interested and Mm -hmm. you pay attention and so I so think it has to be. I mean, you do have to make it a priority. Yeah, you have right, to. You have, right, to, right. You have to observe. Okay. So much of gardening is sure. about observation and and un- time and time and taking okay. the time to watch and see. And and Very I would true. say like this is this time of year, spring is a good opportunity in your garden, especially if you're in a new garden, to look, pay attention and see like where are your wet spots in the garden where are there dry spots where is the water not draining well Mm. that might indicate that you've got some really heavy clay soil there that's where you need to add a lot of organic matter maybe build up your soil maybe that's where you put some raised beds because the soil's staying soggy okay okay um, so it sounds like this is really a great opportunity to exercise mindfulness, which we're always talking it, about in our lives. It so. can be. I mean, th- huh. and that's what's really tricky is that I think in spring we're all super impatient and hmm. just impatient to get yeah. into the soil, impatient to get stuff planted. I know so many people that, I mean, plants have been out there in the world. Nurseries are loaded with beautiful plants. You're going out, you're buying them, and then you've got these flats of plants sitting there at home glaring at you <laughs> saying, put me in the ground, put me in the ground. And you're like, oh, I can't. Uh. <laughs> and I think that's what pushes us to to plant too soon or to work the soil when it's not ready to be worked yet. And I, again, it's like not pointing fingers because I am guilty of this too. And I sure. have so many flats and flats of plants that are just, I, I, I liken my farm right now to, I feel like it's an airport that's got congestion <laughs> and there's all these planes circling around the trying to land, trying to <laughs> land. And I'm like, I've got all these plants that are just like, put us in the ground. I'm like, it's not time yet. And it just becomes this huge, huge challenge. So so then that's the way it, so around this time of year, because you're, you're a farmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, those those of us who may dabble in planting uh-huh. things, if a plant dies, you just get another one or you grow another one. But but you're really, this is your business. It's your livelihood. And uh-huh. so right now, this time of year, you typically start things in the greenhouse. And is that what's do. happening? Yeah. It's kind of that phase of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Our local farmers, I mean, our growing season is, um, it's, it's fairly long, but but this early season, you definitely need to get a jump start on getting your plants up and ready mm. before the ground might be ready to work. And so, right. yeah, we all have, like, flats and flats of plants propagating in greenhouses. And and we're all just dying looking at the weather <laughs> and just thinking, like, I've got to get this stuff planted. Because so. some of those plants would already be in the ground by now if it wasn't so wet. Is it that depends. Sometimes, no? yeah. you can. I mean, I have a whole round of leafy greens that I planted, I want to say, even like a month ago. We had a break in the weather, and I had plants ready to go, and we got some beds prepped 
chopped and planted a bunch of greens, and then we covered them with. Um, we know, I think we've talked about this in the past. It's I call it row cover. People call it different. Um, this is a protection fabric. Right, right. It's I've water permeable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a white fabric, and it just mm. it's like a blanket. Mm-hmm. It helps keep the soil dry. It helps keep hail from damaging the leaves this time mm-hmm. of year. Um, you do have to anchor it down pretty well. I have to say that in these last few storms, I feel like I've spent as much time chasing my row cover fabric across oh, the farm, gosh. putting it back on again. Um, as So then you are really watching the weather, not just to see if it's sunny or not, but you're watching the weather to see if it can damage your crops. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and, and this is like whether you're a farmer or you're a gardener, this is something you need to pay yes. attention to because those, those early plants that you're putting out, if they're tender greens or peas or whatever they are, I mean, they can get whipped by the wind. They can get damaged by hail. The slugs are starting to come back right now, so you got to pay attention to that. I mean, there's a lot of things that need to happen. This is not the time of year where you can walk away from your garden and just go, oh, it's all going to take care of itself. I mean, it will. You may just not like the results, but it will sort itself out. Um, you may you may lose some things. So I, I think that the, the other lesson that I've learned is that we can be in a huge rush to plant things early. And yet if you just wait a few weeks and let things warm up and let things dry out, the plants that you plant later often mature at the same time as those plants that you planted earlier because the ones you plant earlier they just sit there in the soil and they're just waiting they're just waiting they're glaring going it's too cold to grow it's too cold to grow it's too wet i'm just going to sit here and wait until it warms up and so oftentimes i end up you know harvesting like starting to harvest from plants at the same time you know whether i planted them three weeks earlier or not so be patient with yourselves it's still early and I think it's, again, it's a, it's a good time to kind of prep and, and think yeah. about doing more like planning and, um, you know, maybe thinking about where if you're going to build some raised beds, this is a good time to be building those raised beds. If you've got an area of ground where you want to maybe start some new beds, you could be covering up you know, the soil, covering up the, the grass with, you know, cardboard and then putting compost on top of it or black plastic tarps or something like that, you know, just buy yourself some time but don't freak out and start trying to get in there Mm. too soon so i have a raised beds question when you're Mm -hmm. talking about raised beds being a way to sort of create more drainage do you have areas of your farm that are intentionally raised beds that you or do you mostly tend to grow everything just in the ground well i don't have any built i mean like constructed raised Mm -hmm. beds Mm -hmm. um and and there's so there's when we talk about raised beds you can mean a lot of different things i mean there's the raised beds where you build a frame i I think of like a frame that's a foot Mm -hmm. or so high or more and 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 building those and and you see those a lot um in gardens especially where there's um you know where the soil's pretty wet community garden beds that's a really great example of like when you have a community garden and they'll be like all these four by exactly easier to get to um sometimes if people have handicaps or they can't bend over as much you know raised beds are a great way to still be able to garden but Mm -hmm. you kind of bring the garden closer to you um and there's some great examples of that. I know the class of county master gardeners are working on building a new garden over in um, Alderbrook, and they're building raised beds over there to, to be able to plant into. So that's a great example if you want to go see a work in progress to go visit that garden and see how it's being constructed. Um, so raised beds are definitely a way to, to deal with things, especially if you don't have good soil, whether your soil is too sandy or mm-hmm. whether it's too wet. Raised beds can be a great way, a great solution um, for for farms um, you know, you're you're usually 
growing on a certain scale. I mean, my beds are either 60 feet long or 100 feet long. Wow. So constructing something yes. would be a little bit ridiculous. And, and then expensive. it makes it harder. harder. Yeah. And also you can't get your, get you know, get a, a tiller in there or anything to work on it. So right. we tend to make more mounded beds, like raised okay. mounds. Okay. And some farms... Um, do that every year and then they just till the entire growing space each year and then kind of form their beds every year our farm does more permanent beds so i have permanent pads and permanent beds and um and part of the reason for that is because our soil although we are fortunate to have some reasonably well-drained soil it's kind of a silt loam on top of clay um i still find that like the less that I work the soil, the less that I till it, the less that I disturb it, um, the better the soil structure is because I, I, I'm less compaction, less opportunities for compaction. So we've decided to go with a more permanent bed system, but other farms do different things, again, depending on their soil type, depending on what they're trying to grow. And so you'll find a wide variety of options within different farms. Um, I think for all of us, you know, again, this time of year, you are kind of juggling that whole, can I plant yet? Can I not? For a lot of farms, the answer to that is greenhouses. And I would say, too, like for a home gardener, a greenhouse, you know, potentially is an option as well. Um, there's some reasonably affordable things you can do. It kind of depends on how much you want to spend. And I know people who have made some very cool economic greenhouses out of old windows. And, mm -hmm. you know, you have to have some carpentry skills. But... You know, you've got to be able to do that or, you know, just very simple PVC pipe with with greenhouse plastic stretched over it. Or you can buy kits that, you know, have walls and vents and all of this. So it, it kind of depends on, on how far you want to go with it. Um, but a greenhouse can be a way to get into the ground early, um, be able to plant some things that need a warmer environment. And, and you want to get that jump start um, okay. on things. So that's. Okay, so um, I have a question about water. We about I, I gather that um, when you tell people to wait right now, that things that people like to grow, like vegetables, are are really not tolerant of the of the over rain that we have. So would you say that that let's say somebody who's growing vegetables that they want to eat. The, it's too wet right now for them. I, you see that? I mean, I, I can't too make much that of a generalization. I think it's okay. too much of a generalization. Okay. I think okay, it, it depends on your garden, and so, it depends on the plant. I mean, there's some okay. things like I would not put a tomato plant outside right now. Okay, too much. I it's it's really cold and wet, and tomatoes really don't like cold so, wet soil. So, what are some plants that are really water tolerant that people would tend to grow around here? Well, I mean, water tolerant is tricky. I mean, like like tolerant of, of the weather we're having. I would say like the hardier leafy greens, you know, your kale, cabbage, broccoli, um, things like that. Some Asian greens like bok choy or Napa cabbage, chard, um, things like that are things that you can plant now. Again, they may not put on a lot of leafy growth um, because this, it's kind of cold and wet. Um, again, you can cr cover them a little bit, and that'll help it dry out a little bit, help it stay a bit warmer. That'll encourage them to grow. Salad greens like lettuces or arugula, mustard greens, things like that. Those are all things that you can plant. Peas, I think um, definitely you can plant, uh, whether you're doing them direct from seed or whether you're starting the seeds and then planting them inside and then planting them when the plants are, you know, a couple of inches tall. Either way, um, if your soil's well-drained enough... Um, those are definitely something that, that tolerate cooler weather and, mm, okay. and can be planted. A lot of herbs you can plant now. I mean, again, it's think you have to think about 
think about the plant and understand the plant. I mean, it's it it not all plants are the same. Um, I, I think sometimes we think in generalizations. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's a plant. I yeah, it's a plant. <laughs> Put it in the ground. Grow. It'll be fine. And you do have to know a little bit about, is this a plant that needs a lot of water? Or once it's established, does it not really like water at all? A lot of the perennial herbs that we grow around here, like rosemary or thyme or lavender or sage, those are things that actually are pretty low, have low water needs. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean that they want to grow in like a bone dry sand dune, but the, but low water needs. And a lot of times they're plants that if you have an area that's that's fairly good soil, you know, well-drained, but, you know, but well-amended, you can plant those plants. And once they're established, and by established, I would mean, I would say, you know, once they've gone through either like a, a, a growing season, you probably don't need to water them, except if we have like a super drought right, summer. if they're outside. Yeah, yeah. if they're outside, mm-hmm. you probably don't need to water them. But if you take that same plant and you put it in a container and you grow it, you're going to need to water it. Okay. Because the only, it, the only water it can access is the water that's in that container. Well, so I, I have a, an herb question. Mm-hmm. So we have a little herb garden at my house that my partner Jerry did. And all last summer, he was growing herbs and, you know, like basil, oregano, things like that. And then, you know, we just sort of forgot about it. It's still out there. It's been rained on. There's green things in there, and neither Uh of us have looked at it. So (laughs) if we looked at it now, I mean, are any of those things still harvestable, like, from a year later? Or or are they just all, is is, is that useful garden, or should we rip it out and start over? (laughs) Well, it depends on the plant. Okay, it depends on the plant. If it's a perennial, yeah, it'll probably be coming back. So things like oregano, if you had chives or thyme or um, some some plants so you have your herbaceous perennials which are things like chives um, which die completely to the ground and almost disappear and then they'll re-emerge in the spring or woody perennials which have more of a woody structure which would be things like rosemary or thyme and those um, you know like they're a shrub yeah they, they, they stop growing in the winter but then in the spring they'll start to leave and they just get because I know we have this big rosemary bush in the front yard that mm-hmm. is like a little shrub and you go out and clip a little off it and make potatoes or something and yeah. that's yeah. Fabulous. So I, I wouldn't give up on it. Um, okay. Your basil is going to be dead. Okay. <laughs> um, it's going to be totally dead. It, and and don't plant basil outside until it gets much much warmer. Okay. I feel okay. like I just I, like every show like this entire basil. spring. I'm just going to say don't plant basil outside because yeah, we love basil and it's I, easy and pesto and all that. I know because if pesto. you have a sunny window, you can maybe keep a basil plant alive. My friend Jane has this amazing basil plant in the in the window in her in her kitchen on the table. It's it's huge and she's been keeping it going all winter long. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's be- but it's this beautiful sunny window, gets a lot of light. Wow. She takes really good care of it. She doesn't <laughs> she overwater it. She's interested. She's paying attention. Exactly. She's a good gardener. <laughs> but that's an example of, you know, you can grow those things, you know, but I wouldn't put it outside. Okay. So, okay, so wildly neglected so, yes, herbs, maybe go, not. Go back out and check it out. I mean, okay. you want to take out any weeds, anything that's not that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time of year with... Like with, I would know what that was. Okay. Yeah, this is like, Joy, <laughs> if, smell it. I mean, hopefully you okay. cook enough oh, to yes, be able to yes, recognize yes. Okay. oregano yeah, by yeah. its smell. But, it, but if you are starting to harvest things now, um, you know, harvest, harvest gently, I think. Uh, certain plants... Are, are they're still waiting to leaf out. They're still waiting to grow in abundance. And you can definitely over-harvest um, early in the year. But for the most part, I think you're pretty good. You know, okay. just check it out. Okay. See what's there. And, and you might need to add some new soil, add, amend it, add some fertilizer. Sometimes if, if you planted your plants, your herbs, in a, in a fairly small container, 
you might need to dig them out and pop them on into like maybe give each one its own container because those perennials like oregano it's going to keep growing bigger and bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger every year okay that's interesting and if you try to keep your all of those herbs that are all growing bigger and bigger and bigger every year in the same container they're going to start arguing with each other (laughs) We don't and, want that. And one of them's <laughs> going to win, you know, which means you're going to lose the others. Oregano. So. I didn't I didn't realize until you said that, that oregano was a perennial. That's really interesting. Okay. It is. Hmm. It can be. I mean, and again, it depends on your garden. Mm-hmm. I know people who have oregano dye on them because they're, maybe they've planted it in a place that's too wet. Ah, okay. And, um, and again, that comes back to our whole, like, how do you know if your soil's too wet? Well, you dig a little handful up and squeeze it. And if water comes out, it's too wet. But, but that's also knowing, like, if you're, if you have a low spot in your garden and it seems to hold water in the winter, um, even if you don't water it all in the summer and those plants seem to grow really well in the summer, if in the wintertime you've got standing water mm-hmm. or it stays really, really saturated and wet, that can be too wet, too wet. for a plant like oregano okay. or something like that, that that likes a more well-drained soil. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it's I, again with gardening, as with farming, with with when you're working with nature, these are. Na- I mean, it's an it's a natural yes. system. There's general guidelines, but there's like hard and fast rules. It's very location dependent. It's very right. situational dependent, and it's going to depend on what the spring does, mm-hmm. you know, and what the summer does. Mm-hmm. So I don't give up on your on your herb garden, Joanne, and don't give up on growing things. Okay, Again, you, okay. not a black thumb. <laughs> But just you know, so, but one of the things we talked about earlier is that we're, we're sort of getting toward the end of the show. But that when that if this rainy weather continues like this, it is going to slow down the growing season. And so when you go to the farmers market, that you expect to go there at the usual time, yeah. things may not be there right away because it just is. This is all dependent upon the earth. Absolutely. At being able to produce these things and the farmers who are doing their best out there. So be kind to your farmers. Be kind to your, be kind to your local farmers yeah, because yeah. they're having the same slow growing season mm-hmm. that, that, that we are. are. Yeah, Exactly. And so like when you go to those first farmers market, I mean, uh, coming up in, in beginning of May is going to be, you know, Sunday market in Astoria starts right, and right. then in June, farmers markets are starting all up and down the coast. And... Um, and those are all things that, uh, you know, you may not see the abundance that you want in the beginning, but that's because, you know, your farmers couldn't get their crops in the yeah, ground because the soil was wet. Soggy. So, Well, you wanted to talk about some things that are there coming are, up. You know, I want to say, like, one thing that we can do, um, if you can't actually plant in your garden, you can sure go to some plant sales and, and stock up on plants to, to, like, hold until it's a bit, a bit drier. So I just want to mention a few that are coming up that are great plant sales. Um, the Lorna Halem Community Trust at their Alder Creek Farm down in Halem on April 28th from 9 to 1. They have their annual plant sale. It is a phenomenal plant sale. These are great wow. people. So many good plants there. Um, check it out. It's nahalemtrust.org is their website. You can find out more about it and get directions to the farm. That's on April 28th. And... Um, also, uh, in uh, Tillamook, the Tillamook Master Gardeners plant sale is on May 5th, and that's from 9 to 2 at the Tillamook County Fairgrounds. It's in the 4-H Livestock Pavilion, and they're going to have lots of great plants to s- for sale um, and lots of other cool things going on. Um, you know, we're coming up on Earth Day weekend, too, and there's a lot of that's great right. Earth Day activities in Cannon <clears throat> Beach. They celebrate the 12 days of Earth Day. So even if you can't work in your garden, go out and do some wonderful things for the Earth, volunteer in a cleanup, go visit um, the some of the Earth Day events down in Cannon Beach. They have a street fair and a plant sale on Saturday the 21st. 
from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. And then on Sunday, the 22nd, which is actually Earth Day, um, there's, I know that uh, our good friends Moon River Farm, has ha- uh, they have a CSA, and they're going to be doing a CSA tabling event at the EVOO Cooking School parking lot on the 22nd in Cannon Beach. And and a CSA is community-supported agriculture. So this is where you sign up with a farm and pay in yeah, advance, yeah, and you yeah. get some weekly vegetables later in the season. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great way to find out about CSAs. Um, you can talk to Food Roots down in Tillamook or North Coast Food Web up here in Clatsop County and find out more about local farms that might be offering that up. Um, there's a lot of great things to do um, that aren't digging in your two wet soils. So be patient. <laughs> be patient. It's okay. It's coming. Spring is coming. Summer is coming. There's still plenty of time. Um, even for you, Joanne. Yahoo! <laughs> There's still hope for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for talking this through. I mean, it's I, I always feel like these, like, don't work in your soil. It's, uh, you know, those shows are, you know, I don't want it to be a downer, but I just want to say, like, pay attention and, and, and be patient. It's coming. It's going to be okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> well, we, you've been listening to In Season on Coast Community Radio. Teresa Retzloff, I'm Joanne Rydat. We've been talking about uh, gardening and farming on the coast. Thanks so much for listening to us. Here we go.